Christ. It's great to be together to take a look at the Bible this morning. And uh, today I want us to take a look at one of the uh, important people in the book of Acts. First, I'd like to invite you to turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. We're going to be reading... Let's start in verse 32. Let's start in verse 32 so we'll have the entire context. For those of you whom I've not had the pleasure to meet yet, I'm John's dad. And... Uh, Concerning the relationship with Rick Bonfim's ministry, that's about all you need to know. Uh, I'm a pastor. I'm a missionary professor, primarily trains, pa- trained pastors in Venezuela. I've been on two Rick Bonfim trips to Cuba, and it's great to be with you. So let's go to Acts 4, and let's start in verse 32. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they held was in common or everything they owned was held in common. I'm using the new Revised Standard Version, by the way. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as he had need, or as any, to each as any had need. Uh, There was a Levite, a native of of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So I'd like us to focus for a few minutes today on Barnabas. It's kind of amazing when you think about it. Sometimes we gloss over things in the Bible. We don't really see them. The apostles renamed him. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine being renamed by the apostles? Uh, The apostles actually saw the, the, uh, I was going to call it a gift, but encouragement is not a gift. It's a trait you can learn to develop. It's a characteristic. Uh, It's a practice. He had developed the practice and put into practice the practice of encouragement to the extent that the apostles renamed him Son of Encouragement. So thinking of Barnabas today and, and his uh, practicing of encouragement, I would like to invite you, and, and me too, I would like to invite you to think about three things. First of all, give thanks for encouragers. Give thanks for encouragers. Especially for the encouragers in your own life. Give thanks to God for encouragers. Do not take encouragers for granted. Because as you know, there are an awful lot of discouragers in the world and sometimes in our own lives. So give thanks to God for the encouragers. Uh, Encouragers are special blessings from the Lord to help you be both faithful and fruitful. Faithful and fruitful. I honestly don't know of very many faithful and fruitful people who don't have someone encouraging them in the background. So, thank God for encouragers. Secondly, I want to invite you to encourage your encouragers. Don't simply talk to God about them. (laughs) Talk to the encouragers about their encouragement. Thank them for their encouragement. Give them the occasional pat on the back. Uh, Encouragers are human beings too, and even though they have learned to practice encouragement, and you might think, well, they're always feeling up because they're always helping me feel up. Well, they're human. And so they need that occasional pat on the back too. 
So not, not only give thanks to God for the encouragers, but encourage the encouragers. Love on them, pray for them, and tell them, <laughs> tell them <clears throat> that you appreciate their encouragement, that it means a lot to them. So give thanks for encouragers, <clears throat> encourage the encouragers, and thirdly, become an encourager. I want to invite you to become an encourager. You know, some of us uh, were born with a natural talent of discouragement. <laughs> uh, honestly, some of us, we are reared in families where negative words were spoken often. <clears throat> or uh, we were reared with a self-image that we feel or have felt so down on ourselves. We didn't know how to feel upbeat about someone else. And so we've just lived in an environment of discouragement. So when I say become an encourager, <clears throat> for some of you I may be asking you, to, inviting you to do something that's sort of simple and that you're already doing. But for others of you, I may be asking you to make a, a quantum leap uh, to make a complete change. And I invite you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to become an encourager because I believe God can help that happen. Because, I mean, when we're saved, we're made new, right? We're new people. So not only give thanks for encouragers and encourage the encouragers, but become an encourager. An encourager. There's a great, uh, there's a great section in one of the books that Gregory of Nyssa wrote way back in the fourth century, I believe it was, in a book called, or his prologue to a book called The Life of Moses. And he says this. He's what's known as one of the patristic fathers. At horse races, the spectators, intent on victory, shout to their favorites in the contest, even though the horses are eager to run. From the stands, they participate in the race with their eyes, thinking to incite the charioteer to keener effort, at the same time urging the horses on while leaning forward. Now, these are the people in the stands. Leaning forward and flailing the air with outstretched hands instead of with a whip, as though they had their own whip. This uh, they do not. They do this not because their actions themselves contribute anything to the victory, but in this way, by their goodwill, they eagerly show and voice and deed their concern for the contestant. I seem to be doing the same thing myself, most valued friend and brother. While you are competing admirably, admirably in the divine race along the course of virtue, light-footedly leaping and straining constantly for the prize of the heavenly calling, I exhort, urge, and encourage you vigorously to increase your speed. I, will, I would prefer to be a spectator who cheers someone on uh, than the negative coach who is constantly cutting someone down. What about you? Would you like to be an encourager and live into the fullness of in one, in part, of God, part of God's character? Because I believe encouragement is a part of God's character. Lord, help us become encouragers today. Now, let's move to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, verses 20 through 28. Acts chapter 9, verses 20 through 28. I invite us to become encouragers, not only because it's a God thing to do, 
but encouragement also bears much fruit. So beginning in, what verses did I say? 20, thank you. There it is. Now, this is after Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem among those who involved his name, this name? And has he not come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests? Saul became increasingly more powerful and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Messiah. After some time had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him, but their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night so that they might kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. So he had to get out of Jerusalem. I mean, out of Damascus. So he decided to go to Jerusalem. When he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. And they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him, brought him to the apostles, and described for them how on the road he had seen the Lord, who had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. So he, Paul, went in and out among them in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Due to Barnabas' encouragement of Paul, and due to Barnabas being able to see beyond who Paul used to be, and being able to see who Paul now is or was in Jesus Christ, Paul's ministry expands from Damascus to Jerusalem. Encouragement bears fruit. Encouragement bears fruit. I'm not just talking about personal fruit for the person you're encouraging. Encouragement, I should say it differently, encouragement bears kingdom fruit. Encouragement bears kingdom fruit. Now, Let's go to Acts chapter 11. It gets even better. It gets even better. Verse 19, and we'll read through 26. <coughs> now those who were scattered because of the persecution that took place over Stephen, I forgot to pray. I, I apologize. I'm going to pray. <laughs> I forgot to pray when we began. I just realized that. Lord God, we thank you for your amazing love in our lives. We thank you that uh, your mercy and your grace and your, uh, your favor, your provision, your salvation, your rescue. We thank you that all those gifts are made available to us through Jesus Christ, through the power of your Holy Spirit, and through the loving care of you, our Heavenly Father. And Lord God, we, we ask that you would we, we, we proclaim on faith that you've been with us during this time. And we ask you to continue to be with us during this time as we uh, take a look at your word, and especially at this moment as we take a look at the life of Barnabas. And we confess that in our own humanity, we cannot access the word, but in your spirit we can. In your spirit, not only can we understand it, we can apply it. And so help us, help us uh, get tuned in with your spirit's 
teaching to us today and help us be willing to obey. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> All right, let's start over in verse 19 of Acts 11. <clears throat> now those who were scattered took now those who were scattered because of the per- persecution that took place over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, and they spoke the word to no one except Jews. But among them were some men of Cyprus and Cyrene who, on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also, proclaiming the Lord Jesus. I'm going to make a side comment here not related to Barnabas. Because of the dispersion, which was a horrible thing for the early church, right? God used that to spread the gospel throughout the world eventually. And he started by... Uh, he, he, he kept going, but he, he started in the Greek world through these unnamed men of Cyprus and Cyrene. Amen. So, COVID or whatever you're going through in your life that, is, that feels like, man, this is tough, God can use it. Have faith that God not only can use it, God is already using it. And we proclaim this in the name of Jesus. Okay, now let's get back to Barnabas. So these Helen, these uh, these men of Cyprus and Cyrene were speaking now. They were proclaiming Jesus to the, the Greeks, the Hellenists. Okay, the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number became believers and turned to the Lord. Hallelujah! News of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. So is Barnabas gifted in his own right? I mean, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. The apostles trusted Barnabas to go to Antioch and help these new Christians. Hallelujah. When he came and saw the grace of God, he rejoiced, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast devotion. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Lord, there are many times when I am not a good man in my own strength. I am not. But in you, I want to be. I want to be a good man. Not in the sense of people bragging, but a good man in the sense that I am following you. So, Lord, help all of us be good people, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great many people were brought to the Lord. Now, that... That's a great phrase. I love that phrase. Great many people. Not a few, not some, a great many people. Through whose ministry? Barnabas. I want to make this point clearly. Barnabas had a fruitful ministry in and of his own right. And he could have focused on his ministry and done nothing else. He was busy enough, right? He had plenty to do. Right? But that's not what encouragers do. No. Encouragers know that encouragement bears much fruit. And they want to be a part of whatever fruit God wants to bear. So now reading in verse 25. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus and accidentally found Paul, Saul? No. He went to Tarsus to look for Saul. He went with intentionality to Tarsus. To find Saul. Okay? Why? 
because he knew that God wanted to do something more through Saul or Paul. And with the gift of encouragement, Barnabas knew that he could be a part of God's process of expanding even more Paul's or Saul's ministry. He, he's referred to with both names in Acts. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch so that it was for an entire year they met with the church and taught a great many people. And it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. Encouragement bears fruit. Okay? Through Barnabas' encouragement. And in this case, when we speak of encouragement, we're not simply saying, hey, you did a good job yesterday. No. Uh, we're talking in this case about the kind of deep encouragement that says, I see something in you. God is using you. Let's go over there or let's begin this ministry and I believe you need to be an essential part of it. I believe that's what God is saying. Okay, That's the kind of level of encouragement we're seeing here in Barnabas. Because of Barnabas's deep encouragement of Paul, his ministry expands from Damascus to Jerusalem and then from Jerusalem to Antioch. And how long are they there? A year, an entire year, teaching people. And how many people? A great many people. Once again, we have that phrase, a great many people. Now, let's turn to Acts 13. I hope you're not too bored. At least we're looking at the Bible today. <laughs> So you get to see, you get to hear from the Bible, even if you don't like what I'm saying. All right, let's read. We'll just stick for now with verses one to three of Acts 13. Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers: Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, a member of the court of Herod the ruler, and Saul. That's an interesting group of people. Thank you, Lord while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And sent them off. Now, we don't have time today to go into all the missionary journeys and all the places that Barnabas and then also Saul in a trip together and then in separate trips later. We don't have time to go into all of the different places where the gospel was preached uh, through Paul because of Barnabas' encouragement to get him to Antioch where the Lord could set him aside along with Barnabas to go on the first missionary journey. But for those of you who are familiar with the book of Acts at all, you know, I mean, it's a worldwide, in, or at least uh, the known Western world at that time, uh, to them, impact. It's an incredible impact. And it goes back to Barnabas <laughs> in Jerusalem. First of all, it goes back to Barnabas accepting Paul in Damascus and not shunning him, but becoming his brother in Christ and friend. And then it, it develops from there and he, he not only does that, but he says, okay, you're in Jerusalem now. I'm, I'm going to tell everybody that you're for real. That your conversion is not fake. Okay? You're not you're not, uh, you didn't pretend to be converted so you could subversively get into the church and kill more people. You're for real. 
And so they finally accepted him, and he had a great impact in Jerusalem. And then he sought him out to go to Antioch, and then God sent them both around the world. Wow! Y'all, encouragement bears fruit. So don't ever believe that encouragement is a, is a lightweight in God's kingdom. Encouragement is not something lightweight in God's kingdom. It's something heavyweight. I, I, one of the things I'm really grateful for about uh, Rick's ministry and, and the whole Rick Bonfim ministry as a whole is how you encourage ministry development in other people. Uh, Rick, you've never said, you know, this is my ministry, it needs to be mine, you know, and I don't want anybody else to learn how to do any of this. No. You train interns, and those of you who are watching may support interns. Thank you for that. God bless you. You're encouraging. Okay. Uh, how many interns have come, gone, come through Rick Bonfin Ministries? Any idea? Over 100? Or 80? Or? Okay, close to 100. At least 50, right? Through the years? Okay. And who knows what their impact is going to is or, and, and is going to be? So I really appreciate the fact that Rick is an encourager. He encourages other people to develop their specific sort of uh, ministry, their specific ministry as God has shaped them. So he teaches them basic principles, but he doesn't say you've got to do it exactly my way. Apply the biblical principles as God gives you. And wow, how powerful has that been. So I I appreciate that. Encouragement bears fruit, y'all. it is a heavy weight in God's kingdom. Now, let's take a look at one more thing. Let's look at Acts 15. This clock is correct, correct? The clock on the wall is the clock I'm going by? The close, okay. Acts 15, uh, verses 36 through 39. Acts 15, verses 36 through 39. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Come, let us return and visit the believers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take with them John called Mark. But Paul decided not to take him with them. Uh, Let me start that verse over. But Paul decided not to take with them one who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not accompanied them in the work. The disagreement became so sharp that they parted company. Paul and Barnabas split over this disagreement. The Greek word that talks here about the disagreement is also found in the book of Hebrews in a really interesting verse, and I won't get into that now, uh, but it has to do with the word provoke. It has to do with the word provoke in the book of Hebrews, I think, in the King James. Anyway, so the disagreement became so sharp that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul, and I'll stop there, because the focus right now is going to be Barnabas is now encouraging Mark. Okay, you with me? Paul, and we understand Paul's perspective. John Mark abandoned them during the first missionary journey. I forget which verse that's in earlier in Acts, but he left. He went home. And Paul was saying, now, I don't want to take him back with us. He abandoned us, okay? And we understand that perspective. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just we understand it. Uh, 
I'm not saying Paul didn't trust his integrity, but he didn't trust that he was going to stay with him. He didn't uh, trust his stick to Okay, But Barnabas saw something in Mark, just as Barnabas had seen something in Paul earlier. Okay, And so now Barnabas takes, not only says to Paul, I'm not going to go with you without Mark, but then he takes Mark with him on a separate journey. So you know on that journey he is mentoring Mark, right? I mean, he is teaching Mark. Mark is seeing Barnabas in action. He's having long conversations with him. He is deeply encouraging Mark or John Mark, okay? So what's the result of that? Let's go to 2 Timothy 4.11. 2 Timothy 4.11. Just Timothy is after just after Hebrews for those of you. No, that's Peter. Timothy is not after. I meant to say before. It's before Philemon and Titus. So Second Timothy four eleven. Since I took so long to find it, maybe you have it by now. <laughs> I forgot to put a bookmark. All right. Uh, So Paul is writing uh, this letter to Timothy. Let's start in verse 9. Do your best to come to me soon. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in my Ministry. Wow. Go God. I mean, look at the context of this. Demas has deserted Paul in verse 10, in verse 9. 10. Demas has deserted Paul and gone to Thessalonica. John Mark deserted Paul earlier in the book of Acts on the first missionary journey. And yet, now Paul says, Hey, when you come, Timothy, please bring Paul, uh, Mark. Please bring John Mark. For he is useful. He is useful in my ministry. Paul's tune has changed in part because John Mark has grown and become useful in God's kingdom work And that took place because Barnabas encouraged John Mark in Acts, in the earlier chapter in Acts, which I just lost in my head, in chapter 15. Okay? Wow! So Barnabas has impacted Paul, first in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, then in Antioch, and then that resulted in worldwide, and now Barnabas has impacted John Mark to the point that later in his life, Paul wants John Mark back with him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because he's useful to him. You never know what your encouragement is going to do. You never know the fruit your encouragement is going to bear. I mean, you really don't. Uh, Again, I just want to say, it's not a lightweight thing in the kingdom. This is a... I I don't mean this as a guilt trip if you're not encouraging. I just mean anytime you encourage... (coughs) Anytime you encourage, God's going to use it. He's going to use it in powerful ways. You can have faith that God is going to help your encouragement bear fruit in individual people's lives 
and in kingdom work. You may not see that fruit, but it's going to happen. Amen? So we have about a minute left, I think, if I'm seeing the clock right. So be thinking of people who are encouraging you today. I mean, I've had so many encouragers in my life. Be thinking of them and give thanks to God for them. And let's ask God, help us, Lord, to grow into the deep level of encouragement. Not only the, I mean, if we're not even doing the superficial pat on the back, help us learn to do that. <laughs> uh, let's pray. Lord, let's help us. Help us learn how to move to some new level of encouragement, depending on where we are now. Some of us simply need to learn to say, at a boy, at a girl. Some of us are already doing that, and we ask you to help us move to a deep level of encouragement where we see your giftedness in other people, and we do everything we can <clears throat> to both encourage their ministry and facilitate their ministry. In the precious and holy and encouraging name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless. Be an encourager. Hallelujah. Should I keep talking? Estrela, alva, brilha